You are listening to the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 35 of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up technology tips for teachers. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and here, as always... (laughs) Really? It's Mindy Carney. Because <laughs> you can't get rid of me. <laughs> Here, as always. Well, it's like a constant. Uh, right. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Right. So. How are you doing, Mindy? I'm good. Uh-huh. It's almost Thanksgiving. It is almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. November 20th, as we record. Yes. So we thought it would be fun, this episode, to do uh, So We're Thankful For... And name some of those people out there that are inspirational to us or that we are thankful for in our profession. Yeah, we've talked in the past about, you know, the importance of a professional learning network and how it's good to be connected to other people. And a lot of the people I think that influence us or people that, you know, shape our ideas and thinking are quite often people we've never met. Right. And as we go That's through some of the ones on this list, maybe we can talk about the people we've never met that yeah. really do influence uh, our thinking. But uh, we've got a list of people here we thought we'd bat back and forward on and uh, just talk about some of the ways that we think they improve us as educators and uh, maybe they'd be people of interest to you as well. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I have a problem with the list. Oh, Oh, geez. What's that? Well, I feel like, I think we talked about this before, and it's like, my list could be very long. Yeah. Your list is long. Well, my list is long, and I I, I don't want to feel like I'm leaving people out, because we could do like a two or three hour podcast if we really wanted to, and just go through all the people that really influence us. And the problem I had is narrowing it down just to some I know. You kept adding people to your list. I felt like it was like a bridal party. You know, you're like, oh, I just need to add one more friend. And I'm like, well, now I need to add another friend. Pretty soon we've got 15 bridesmaids. Okay. It's a long-ish <laughs> list. I get that. Yeah. I tried to go for like a different, um, well, maybe this will become clear as we go along, but I tried to pick different people from different areas and different expertise and yeah. things like that. So. Yeah. Well, do you want to start on your huge list? Sure. Okay. Let's start. Okay. I'm going to start with a friend of the show. Um, I'm just going to call him friend of the show, uh, Dr. Wesley Fryer, mm-hmm. and his partner in crime for their podcast, which is Jason Neifer. Okay. They do a podcast called The EdTech Situation Room, which I am a big fan of, actually, and I like that just because it's it's different. I mean, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are um, technology podcasts, not necessarily like education podcasts. Sure. And their podcast kind of like crosses over the boundaries between um, like technology news and education news. And I probably talked about them before in the podcast, but right. um, I think it, it's a really nice mix because so much of what happens in the tech world doesn't always directly influence what we do in education. Like, for example, like VR and AR did not start out as an education thing. And, you know, you think about all those apps and things that you recommend, you think, this is just amazing technology. And I'm I'm just wanting to find ways to use this more in the classroom. And so they look at that kind of thing a lot in terms of future trends or big picture things and how that can affect uh, education. So, um, 
they can get a bit nerdy and geeky sometimes <laughs> because I think Wesley and Jason are both kind of uh, like technology directors in their schools sure. as well. So they do a lot of um, things on like privacy and security, but um, it's a good listen. Yeah. It's like once every week or two they get together and it's always less than an hour and they have some great guests on there too. Oh, good one. So who's up for you, Mindy? Um, looking at my list, I'm going to start with Craig Bedora. And uh, the reason I chose Craig is because um, I probably met Craig, oh, I don't know, a couple years ago and um, went to some of his digital citizenship stuff. And if you haven't looked up Craig Bedora or his website, which is craigbedora.com, he has some really great ideas about digital citizenship and how to share it with um, students. He talks about how he uh, works with his high school students, but I think his most powerful stuff is probably um, with elementary students. He has the uh, digital citizenship toolkit. If you haven't heard of that, it is um, all these different like tangible items that he finds ways to relate to these more abstract ideas of how to interact online. Yeah. So um, probably one of the most popular ones is the tube of toothpaste and um, talking to kids about how once you squeeze the toothpaste out, you can't put it back into the tube and um, that social media is very much like that. So whatever you share online is really hard to take back, if not sometimes impossible. Um, and just has lots of little items like that uh, that I think kind of become anchors maybe in students' minds. And I think that's really powerful. And I've just really seen the benefits of um, his ideas, uh, as I was doing my seesaw, uh, class, one of the aspects of the seesaw class is you have to come up with a digital citizenship plan for your students. And that toolkit is used almost every single time. I mean, people really relate to it. And I think they, um, really like the idea of having those items to share with kids and to keep pulling them out throughout the year to kind of re-examine, um, some of those important aspects of an online presence. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have uh, been to Craig's websites a couple of times, uh, several times whenever um, I'm looking for digital citizenship yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. We, we had him here at um, iPad U, our summer iPad conference, didn't we? He was one of our feature speakers. And uh, that was the first time I met him, at mm-hmm. least face-to-face, yeah. in, in real life, as you say. And uh, he had a lot of good things to say. He doesn't d- just do digital citizenship. I mean, his schools have got iPads right. and all the right. different technologies yep. on there too. So they do all kinds of great stuff. He's a, like a digital learning coach and yeah. does for awesome his district, things. right? Yeah. yeah. So he works K through twelve. So that's what's great about him too is he has resources that you know are an overarching you know list of things. It's not just um, specific to a certain grade level or something like that. So. And he has he has a good blog on his website as yeah. well. Yeah, and he does uh, great stuff on Instagram and Snapchat and stuff like that. So, yep, very good. Good pick, Mindy. I know, I know. Can't leave Craig off the list. No, can for we? sure not. All right, so my uh, next one on my list I'm going to go to is I don't know if you know this person or not, but Jen Carey. No, Jennifer Carey. Um, I just had to look up her official title on social media here. She's oh. the director of special projects at Ransom Everglades School in Florida. Ooh, that's an interesting title. That is an interesting title, isn't mm. it? Um, be the director of special events. Special events? Yeah. Special projects? Special projects is special mm-hmm. projects, yeah. It sounds like a mm-hmm. Stranger Things type yeah. of deal, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, right. you work at the factory and you're <laughs> yep, director down. of special projects, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's not what she does. Um, she does more uh, with education and technology and innovative teaching. And I follow her blog, and I usually see quite a lot of great stuff on there. I follow, follow her on Twitter as well. But 
Um, she does something that maybe I should do more on my blog. I oh. don't know. And it's just she'll find like an interesting article somewhere else mm-hmm. and then like just repost it a bit like some comment and yeah. narrative alongside it. So yeah. give you an example. She found one uh, on the New York Times. It says, and she, she called this blog post, can the New York Times social media policy become a teaching tool? And she basically linked to a New York Times article where um, New York Times said, uh, we are redoing our social media guidelines for the newsroom in the light of all the uh, media attention that mm-hmm. has come to social media over fake news and sure. other things that go out there in terms of you know what's true and not true. They want to try and be a little bit more authentic and make sure what they're saying online is, is true and correct and everything. So they uh, had some really good social media guidelines. And as you read through them, you can't help but think from an educator's point of view that Actually, this would be really good for our staff or for our students to take mm-hmm. a look at as well, sure. because it's just common sense stuff about you know social media and and how it should be used properly. And in a world that revolves around social media, um, things like that are really important. So she'll do things like that, and I often uh, see those types of posts pop into my inbox. So shout out to. Jen Carey, her blog is Indiana Jen. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's cool, <laughs> like isn't that. it? Yeah. I don't know, she came from Indiana originally, but uh, she used to be like a social studies, hist- world history type teacher okay. as well. Huh. Um, so there's a lot of fun stuff. Good. Um, so as long as we're, I'm going to follow up with another woman, mm-hmm. women power. Um, I'm going to name Pernille Rip. And I saw Pernille Rip, uh, she came, it was iTech last year, right? Or was it one-to-one last year? One of the two. One of the two, yeah. I think it was iTech. And um, it was the first time I had um, listened to her speak. And first of all, let me begin by saying, if you ever listen to her speak, she's very zen. Like, her voice is very, don't you think? Yeah, like I think It's so. very, like, melodic. You're just like, oh, my gosh. Just listening to her um, speak is, is truly powerful. Um, she is the founder of the Global Read Aloud, which is enormous. Yeah. Um, I don't, I should have looked it up. I didn't, but, um, I did see it on Twitter at some point in time. The amount of kids that are engaged in the global read aloud is like, it like hit like a million kids this year. Did you ever see that tweet? No. It was huge. Like, I, and maybe a million is overstating, but it was like a huge amount of kids. Um, but if you follow her blog, which is pernealsrip.com, um, she, I think really has a strong voice about empowering students and um, she's a literacy teacher of some sort. I'm not sure exactly what her title is, but um, the way she talks about putting the right book in the right kids' hands and um, I don't know, she's just, she's kind of, when you listen to her speak, she's like the teacher that you want to be. Yeah, I think she's a fourth grade teacher, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I think so um, too, yep. But I don't know, I mean, maybe we've talked about this in the past, past maybe not on the podcast, but... It always makes me think about, you know, if we were ever going back into the classroom, yeah. how much you would do things differently. Yeah, right. And you look right. at things that she's doing and you think, wow, I was, I was I wasn't terrible. Really, I was an awful teacher. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I, I should have done much more like this. And yeah, right. Yeah, so she, her blog is full of that. And yeah. it's not meant to make you feel bad, I don't no. think, but it's, well, and it's I, inspiring. Yeah, and I think she's very honest about who she was as a teacher. And then she kind of had this shift in what was happening in her classroom. And um, I think just being really honest about who you were and where you were at and the road that you traveled is also really strong, too, with her. Um 
So yeah, it's just just reading her stuff is is really amazing, and I I definitely suggest you check her out. Cool, cool. I like it. Cool. All right, moving on. Um, I think this podcast would be remiss if we did not talk about Richard Byrne at some point. Um, have you ever met Richard? I have not met Richard. I haven't really met him, but I did actually end up in a workshop he did up at mm-hmm. um, Central Rivers AEA at oh, one point. Oh, okay. It was about three or four years ago yeah. I went to. And um, yeah, he's he's definitely a guy who's full of resources. Yeah. I, I don't know how he does it, but he blogs at least once, once a day. day. At least once a day, sometimes know, two or three right? times a day. And where he gets all this stuff I, or has the time to do all this stuff yeah. as well as all the speaking engagements and stuff yeah. he must do as well. I don't know. So he's, he's works out of Maine. He does the Free Tech for Teachers blog. He does an iPad blog. I think he does an Android apps blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just a super talented guy. Yeah. And he has so many connections to the latest and greatest things coming out that um, – Probably if you go back and you cross-reference our tech nuggets with Richard Burns' yeah, blog, right. yep. then you'll probably find them all on there. and yeah. probably where we found them all and at some And then you'll point. stop listening. Yes, and you just <laughs> think, why doesn't Richard Byrne do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, <And> right. <laughs> probably because he has no time. Yeah, right. Um, so if you're looking for tech nuggets, sign up for his newsletter. Yeah, it's always sure. very short. It's yeah. like, here's the tool. Here's what you could use it for. And yeah. It's a wet your whistle kind of thing. It is, but yeah. it, that's what's good for just encouraging people to go out and explore new things and try new things. And right. a lot of the time, it's just the discovery. People are always saying to me, "How do you how do you keep up with all this stuff? How do you find this stuff?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, people like Richard Byrne is yeah, how I keep the up right with this people. stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna. Um, my next one is someone a little bit closer to home, and it's Julie Freed. And you may remember from. She was on the podcast last school year, right, um, and came and talk, talked about assistive technology. And I think the reason Julie's on my list is um, because when I listen to Julie talk about assistive technology, like, it all makes sense to me. Um, I think she's got a really good vision of what the big picture is for um, equitable educational learning experiences for all students and um, her ability to kind of problem solve and be like, oh, well, we could just pull in this tool here to make this work for this student um, is really kind of awe-inspiring to me. Um, And she's very passionate about what she does. And she has so many balls up in the air all the time. I wonder how she juggles all of it, but she just does an amazing job for Grant Wood and for our students here in the area. Um, And I you know, I just, I can't give her enough shout outs uh, for all the work that she does. I could not agree more. I mean, you and I sit next to her and right. we have so many great conversations just like, like in the workplace that, yeah. you know, that we, that could be podcast by themselves. Right. But I also think that one of Julie's strengths is that she sees the crossover between like gen ed and, right. and yep. special ed and she'll see a tool that, that you and I are playing with and trying out yeah. and she'll go, I know a great way, way we could use, use that, that for AT. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, she she shares things with us that we think we can use with, you know, the teachers and students we work with. And we'll share a couple of things with yeah. her sometimes. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> uh, not, it's not equal. I know. It's not. She does share a lot more back. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like she she sees more potential in things than, than sometimes we won't 
think of the, a specific tool for right. AT purposes, and she always can find something like that in there. Yeah. So she is a great resource for the agency. I yeah. think she would be a very, very hard person to replace if yeah, she ever right. decided to go do something that earned her much more money than she yeah, probably right. deserves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we should have her back on the podcast sometime. Yeah, for sure. Do another uh, episode with Julie. Yeah. Who you got next? Well, I have Tony Vincent next. Okay. Who we met yes. in real life yeah. at iTech. I've always kind of looked up to Tony as uh, somebody who does a lot of great things with teachers in education. Uh, he has a, a blog at learninginhand.com. He has a great Instagram account, right? He has a great Instagram account too, yeah, yes. Right. And he's always sharing um, fantastic graphics and yeah. ideas and tips for teachers. Mm-hmm. He started out very kind of... Um, iPad uh, focused, I think, or mobile device focused. Uh, but he, he has a very wide knowledge of things, as we found out at iTech when he was doing stuff with emojis and, mm-hmm. you know, different um, review games and, and things like that. So he is a great person to follow. And um, I always learn something new from Tony. And um, he is such a nice guy as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. In, yeah. in person. Yeah, he really is. I think if I was that nice all the time, I would be exhausted. Yeah. It's because you're not very nice at heart. Well, it would take I, a lot I, more work for I'd you. I try maybe really hard for, for the podcast and then for the rest of the time. <laughs> it's like you're spent. Yeah, that's it. Nothing done. left. Yeah, it's black but- like my soul. Every time I see Tony, he's always got a big smile on his face yeah. and he's always got time for people to come up and yeah. talk to him yep. and, and share ideas. And he's so we, enthusiastic too, you know, yeah. like just excited to share stuff, I think. so. Yeah, we, we've talked about this in the past. Like you think about some of these people and they're like way up there and you're like, right. you don't want to even go and talk to them at the end. But he is absolutely, he will make time to, to talk to you and, mm-hmm. and give you ideas or, or put things in a different context for you. Sure. All right, so um, my next person on the list, who will I choose next? Um, I'm going to choose Matt Miller. And um, Matt Miller is famous for um, Ditch That Textbook. And the reason that I chose Matt Miller is because I think um, one of his strengths is that he shares ways to use technology and integrate technology in classrooms that is definitely at a higher level. So Um, I think there's still a lot of substitution with technology going on out there. And that's, I think, just one of the phases you have to go through when you start adding technology into your classroom. But I think the way he shares technology and the ideas that he has um, kind of push your thinking of how to use technology to make different learning experiences happen in the classroom than would happen if there was no technology at all. Um, And I he also has uh, ditch that worksheet, all kinds of ditch that he's all over that. And I think that as a teacher, that was one of the things that I was really trying to get rid of as um, in my classroom, too, was just trying to get away from the worksheet experience. And um, some of his ideas are just, you know, kind of next level. And I think they're a really great place to start, help you to kind of start thinking about different ways um, to kind of just level up with the technology integration in your classroom. So I did just hear Matt Miller on um, Ryan and Brian's Check This Out um, podcast, and he said something that I'm I'm so happy the way he said it because it's been something that's kind of been floating around in my mind, but he kind of put it together perfectly, and he said something like, um, there's kind of a lull in educational technology right now, and that means it's time for us to really fine-tune our practice. And I have been kind of thinking that too, like there's nothing mm. really new. I don't feel like there's you know anything out there that I really need to dig into um, that I don't at least have some sort of surface level knowledge about. Um, 
and was just kind of mulling that over in my head. And then when he said that, I'm like, yes, that's exactly that's exactly the right attitude and what we need to have right now. It's kind of profound, isn't it? it yeah, is, because yeah. I think you can, you easily get sucked into that. What's the next big yeah. thing? What's the next Shiny. app? Yep. What's the next website? Right. And yeah, maybe we should spend more time using the ones that we already know yeah. because they're good. Yeah, right. And just make it better. Just make Use it, it better. better. Yeah, yeah, right. Good message. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, I'm going to go to Sylvia Duckworth next. No reason why not, right? Right. Um, Sylvia Duckworth came to my attention and probably your attention via her amazing... Sketch notes? Sketch notes. I was going to say infographics, but that's not the right word. No, it's not. Sketch notes is the word, yes. And she has a great way of um, making learning more visually appealing with mm-hmm. those sketch notes. Right. And I think she helps She helps me anyway. She helps me synthesize some complicated topics or themes or ideas. So often it will be like a blog post that she will take that someone else has written. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, in-depth, highbrow, complex themes and topics, and she'll break it down into um, a really great sketch note. And uh, we've she has a Flickr page that has right. all of the sketch notes she ever does. So mm-hmm. even when she goes to a conference or something and she'll sketch note the keynote speaker, you can see those on her Flickr page. On her Flickr page, yep. you can use any of those um, images that you want if you're doing like professional development with your staff and things right. like that. I would just encourage you to uh, you know make sure you give her credit for that kind of yeah. thing. Don't I mean her name is always almost on always mm-hmm. on these things, but don't like crop it out or anything because right. you know, she went to a lot of hard work and effort to do those. Mm-hmm. So it's good to give credit where credit's due. But uh yeah, you can access those all on the Flickr page. Right. Um we actually I never met her, but I reached out to her one time because when we first got the Theta camera. Oh yeah, she's really big into that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Amber and I were playing with that when it first came out it was a couple of years ago and we were like all right we're just getting started here who could we reach out to to give us a quick uh, mm-hmm. fast track on this and we sent her a few dms on twitter and she dm'd us back and gave us lots of great resources she told us about sites like round.me right I and mean, that was in beta at the time and she it was invite only and she got us a beta invite oh, for that did? website. Oh, she I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, before anybody could get in there. So she was really cool with uh, helping us out, and she shared all her resources and slides and mm-hmm. how that stuff worked, yeah. and that helped Amber and I get started with uh, doing those 360 pictures and videos with the Theta camera. Mm-hmm. So hats off to you, <laughs> Sylvia Duckworth. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I'm going to bring it back home again to Eric Ewald. And um, I actually, my first year here at Grant Wood, Eric was one of the principals that I got to work with in the Marion Independent School District. He has since then moved to Iowa City as a principal at Van Allen. Um, But I think what I find so inspiring about Eric Ewald is, um, first of all, his social media presence about his school is um, right on. He's tweeting constantly about things that are going on at Van Allen, kind of sharing the things that his teachers are doing, um, things that his students are doing. And I think he just um, really promotes what's going on there. And I think that's awesome. He also recently has started a podcast called Dads on Deck and um, just kind of sharing his thoughts and ideas, as well as um, he's very active with the Kids Deserve It hashtag, um, which was started by Adam Welcome. 
And I think he really thinks about what kids need and um, what helps motivate them and really is a principle, I think, that keeps that in mind, keeps focused on the students at all times. Um, he also has a blog that you can follow, um, but I will definitely link him in our show notes because all of his information um, is there. But I will say also he's just a really good guy and um, always very positive and thoughtful and uh, – He's just, he's just an all-around good guy. Yeah, I agree. We went out to one of his schools once to do like a maker challenge, yeah, didn't year. we? Yep. Yeah, yep. And uh, he was so welcoming and yeah. so enthusiastic. And he, he seems like a really hands-on principal that right. really cares about the kids. He's yeah. not one of these principals that like sits in his office all day and does right. paperwork and, and all that kind of stuff. He, he gets stuck in there working with the kids, helping the kids, encouraging the kids. And he's all about the kids, yeah. like, like he you is, said. Absolutely. So, um, Great pick. I always enjoy working with him when I get the chance. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of uh, someone I like to work with whenever I get the chance, I'm going to give a shout out to Shailen Farnsworth, who is a education consultant up at Central Rivers AEA, one of our neighboring AEAs. She kind of specializes in literacy and technology for the most part, but she has a, a fantastic blog as well that has some really insightful thinking that is really deep and makes you think critically about you know education and uh, what that looks like in your classroom so she's she, i mean she's a great person if you ever get the chance to talk to her she's another one that always has a smile on her face um but i don't know the last one i'm, I'm going to give you an example here is she wrote a, bro- a blog post called boost student video creations up a level with a mentor example and she said that in her in this some of the schools she's worked with that she realizes that Kids can now, you know, create videos in like under an hour, which is kind of a cool thing and testament to technology. But she says after a while, the students started to submit either crappy videos Mm -hmm. or they would do videos that were carbon copies of the example video that you would show them. It's like, so, hey, your video could look like this. And then everybody's video looks like this. So she talks about creating... um, videos based on a a mentor video example and she talks about um one here like the moonshot thinking video have you seen that one the google Um, moonshot thinking where you shoot for the stars and And so she puts questions around that based Mm -hmm. on four components um like what are the visual components here what are the audio components what's the structure and what's the message yeah and the kids videos are you know not necessarily related to that moonshot video but Mm -hmm. they can definitely think about those four aspects of you know what does a visually appealing video look like what is the audio like uh, sound like in terms Mm -hmm. of music or voiceovers or and then the structure and the message and those four components really help uh, make you think deeper about your video and she compares that back to you know the way that you could think deeper about your your writing because yeah. she's uh, that right literacy background on there nice. so um if you subscribe to Sh- shaylin's blog you will find all kinds of great posts like that that are designed to make you think deeper and more critically about uh things your students are doing in the classroom and like i said most of them are revolved revolve around uh, literacy or technology but uh she is definitely a good person to connect with all right, so um, I am going to talk about who am I going to add? I'm going to um, take Cindy Moss, and um, you might know Cindy Moss as the STEM boss. She's with Discovery Learning. Um, we saw her what a month ago? 
Yeah, it was, was about a month ago. Yeah, she yeah. was at Liberty High School. They invited us to come in and um, listen about um, some of the discovery learning resources and um, some of the new kind of, I don't know, programs that they have, right? I mean, isn't that what you – was it a program? I don't know. Yeah, my gosh, that time went so fast. fast. She is super fast talker. Yeah. So she slams everything into like, you know, two and a half hours. Um, but I think what is really inspirational about her is, first of all, the work that she has done um, – she supports a lot of students in their ideas of making, first of all, mm-hmm. but then really does a great job of finding ways to integrate STEM learning into all areas of the classroom um, and really has done great things for her community as far as um, uh, grants for her school. And I mean, she was like teacher of the year and like all of these really amazing things. But now she, all of her efforts are um, directed into the discovery learning, and there are some great resources there if you go and take a look. Lots of uh, great videos about kids, um, great learning, fun. Um, wasn't she the one that shared that really funny video about the squirrel? Was that her? The two chipmunks that were fighting over nuts? Do you remember? And they did like really cool music in the background. Yes. Y- yes. And so just kind of different um, fun videos, but still um, learning videos as well. So uh, I would definitely take a look at Discovery Learning. Her Twitter feed itself is a lot of retweets. So maybe following her on Twitter isn't as beneficial as just me saying to you, go check out the Discovery Learning stuff. It's great, great learning materials there. Yeah, and she's so enthusiastic and infectious as well that even if you are just you're not sure about the whole STEM, STEAM right. thing. That yeah. you'll, you'll walk out afterwards thinking, wow, this is awesome. All yeah, our kids should right. be doing this all the time because right. <laughs> she'll make all the kinds of connections to other curricular areas as well. And in terms of this is not just teaching, you know, the STEM class or the STEAM class right. or something. And right. she'll show you how you can make all those connections with literacy and with math mm-hmm. and with right. social studies and all those other subjects. Uh, that It's just... Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, so discoveryeducation.com. Lots of free stuff. There is some paid stuff there as well, um, but definitely check out those free resources for um, teachers. All right, so I'm going to finish up with one more, and I'll keep it short and sweet because he kind of speaks for himself. Mr. Eric Kurtz, who is a Google master in so many different things. He is a great person to follow on Twitter. He has a fantastic blog at controlaltachieve.com. And if you ever do any Google training with teachers or anybody in a conference or whoever you're working with, even with students, you should definitely check out his uh, his resources page where he has all his slide decks and blog posts and everything relating to every Google tool that you can think of, whether it's Docs, Sheets, Forms, Chrome, Communities, Google Maps. He's even got a fantastic one on Accommodations, kind of an AT type um, slant on those ones. He's got some subject-based resources. It's, you know, it, if you're looking for anything Google-related, after you speak to Mindy, speak to Eric Kurtz. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can't even, like, walk in his shadow for the I, love. He's a great person to follow. He yeah. is very knowledgeable and uh, has got all the Google goodness that you need. Yeah. Um, I just saw a podcast or a podcast, a blog post that he um, shared the other day of how to add Android Play apps or Google Play apps to your touchscreen Chromebook. And it was very step by step and very precise. It was a good one. 
And he also has this monthly one that he does a roundup of, like, what's new with Google in October? Oh, what's new new yeah. with Google in November? Yeah. And he just rounds it all up in one blog post. And that's a hard thing to keep up with sometimes, yeah. all the changes that Google make. And so check those out too. Okay. All right. So um, my last shout out is for two people very close to my heart. One of them is Lynn Hoverson and the other one is Stephanie Roberts, who um, were teammates of mine in the past when I was still in the classroom. And the reason, and um, you guys probably don't know these two, but the reason that I think um, they're so important is that as a teacher, I think you have to have people. And um, these two were my people. So great uh, educators that were willing to bounce ideas around, um, find ways to make things better. Um, even when we had crazy ideas, it was like, yep, let's do this. We can make this happen. And uh, it's just just always really important, I think, to have a sounding board and a when you're in the classroom. And so those two were my people and are still my people. We still occasionally bounce ideas off of one another. So um, I just have to give those two a shout out. Thankful for both of them. Yeah, I think that's important because like a lot of the people we talked about on this list are people we've not met in real life. But if you do have those people that you can see and speak and get instant feedback, people that know you and know the things that you are willing to do or try, then that is really important. So yeah. they are both very good folks. <laughs> yes. But we can't mention those two without mentioning our team as well. We right? have to mention our team. We have yeah. to mention our team. I really like uh, our team. I'm thankful for being part of our team. One of the things I like about our team is that, you know, we're all, I think we're all knowledgeable people in certain fields, but with, even within that, there are people that you can reliably go to for specific things like if i am looking for ideas or suggestions or things around makerspaces i know to go straight to amber right if i'm looking for something i know that's going to help appeal to teacher librarians i can go straight to lynn and right. you know everybody has their own um, specialties as well as a really rounded knowledge of information and uh these guys are my first point of call if i ever want to know something I'll go to you guys first. And if you guys don't know it, then, well, I know I really have to go outside the box. And then you have to go to Eric people. Kurtz. <laughs> then I have to go to Eric Kurtz. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the important thing with our team is that, first of all, we have a lot of fun together. Our culture is, um, it's, we're, there's always, I think, kind of a hum in the air when we're all together. And secondly, that we all have a shared vision of what we think um, kids deserve and teachers deserve. And um, without that, I think there would, our team wouldn't be as, as great as it is. So. Yeah. All right, and we have to be thankful for the people who listen to this podcast. We should be thankful. We're thankful for, for you, darn it. We wouldn't be here if it was not for you. <laughs> right. Whoever you are out there. Or we would still be doing it. and Just broadcasting into the ether. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to the upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Second Stranger Things reference. Yes, absolutely. All right, so on to my favorite part of the show, Tech Nuggets. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll start. Sounds good. Okay, so um, Kelly Robertson is um, uh, our one of our autism consultants here at Grantwood AA. And uh, we, her and I were recently talking about using emojis with autism students um, and how using emojis can help them portray the emotion they want to elicit when they are writing something, but also helps them identify maybe 
um, how other people are feeling as well and being able to stick an emoji with that emotion. And she came across, um, well, one of her favorite um, websites and resources is everydayspeech.com, which does have kind of a freemium. I think there are some free things on that website, but it's mostly a paid service. However, one of the free resources on here is called um, Build Emoji, and it allows you to um, choose an emotion, and then you build an emoji that matches that emotion. And then the website gives you, when you're all done completing your emoji, gives you a list of words that it thinks that um, your emoji might be portraying and then you choose the one so that it matches up and then it tells you whether or not you've kind of chose the emoji that shares the emotion that you're supposed to be portraying. That was kind of hard thing to describe, but it's really a neat thing. I think it'd be great for younger students who are still trying to um, figure out those social emotional kind of um, skills, but also for um, other students who just struggle with um, dealing with some of those emotions and, uh, there's also a free build part of Build Emoji. So you could create task cards that um, ab- around like a situation and then students would have to build an emoji to um, portray how you might feel in a social situation like that. Emojis are awesome. Yes, they are. All right. So I'm also going to take one that came from our, one of our fellow AEA colleagues. This came from uh, Carol Castles who is our science and social studies consultant here at Grantwood AEA. She sent me a website called uh, Talking Points, Mm -hmm. which is talkingpts.org. And uh, it just does something which I think is kind of unique. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but when we think about apps like Remind or Seesaw, those homeschool communication type apps, this one kind of solves... uh, a little problem that some people might have in terms of uh, ESL families and uh, parents who may not, you know, speak good English. And that is when you send home a message via this service, it automatically translates it to the language that the parent signs up for. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of a, I think it's a kind of a great use of technology and the power of technology today and you know it goes back to some of those you know things i was talking about earlier like what wes fryer and jason talk about some of those big picture things technology can do this and it's like wait somebody should do that for education and somebody did so you send text messages home in english they arrive in spanish the person replies in spanish and it comes back to you in english Mm -hmm. so that just kind of blows my mind a little bit it is a completely free service for teachers by themselves if you want to do a school-wide system then they will work out some kind of charge uh, for your school on that one but if you want to sign up as a teacher and just try it out and use it for your class for the whole year it's free you know seesaw does that too right I had the suspicion that Seesaw did this. How many languages does Seesaw do? Um, over 100, I think. Really? Yes, I think so. Wow. This one only does 20 plus. Oh, well. Yeah. But, but not everybody's a Seesaw user. Not everybody is yeah, a Seesaw right. user. Yeah, right. no, it's good. Um, okay, so this one, I there's not much I can say about it either, except that um, we have at Grantwood AEA started a new hashtag, hashtag G-W-A-E-A libs. It is for teacher librarians. But not just for teacher librarians, but um, the focus is for teacher librarians. So you can definitely check that one out. Um, Lynn Kleinmeyer and Deanna Weber, I think, had um, big roles in creating this new hashtag for our librarians to kind of build a community here in the area, sharing lots of different resources. Um, And I believe they used that hashtag the entire time they were just down in 
Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. For a big conference. So if you want to follow their learning, you can check out that hashtag and see um, some of their highlights. So G-W-A-E. Libs. Libs. L-I-B-S. Yep. Okay. Good one. Yep. All right. So my second and last one here is something I saw recently on Twitter. It's our second shout out of the podcast for Tony Vincent. Okay. He did a fantastic infographic. This is version four of the infographic. So Mm -hmm. it's like the fourth update to this one. Uh, iPad is the teacher's pet. You may have seen it um, in previous years, but this one's been updated as of October and it's just about if you are using iPads in your classroom, just some ways to teach well with an iPad. So, for example, ways to put your iPad up on the big screen, um, ways to manage your class with an iPad. And he uses things like Mindy's favorite, uh, I can't even pronounce this app, is it Schwazi? Schwazi! Yeah, the finger chooser, yeah. uh, the group one, like or like a random name picker, or like traffic light type. T- hey, traffic lights, and we need to talk about traffic lights before we go. Oh, great. Um, and Class Dojo, other ways you might want to manage your class um, with those types of apps. Um, ways to be more interactive with your students. So those apps that have that two-way communication on them, things like quizzes and plickers and mm-hmm. uh, remind and things like that. Um, ways to make instructional media. And as you scroll down way to the bottom of that one, probably my favorite part of this one is okay. he did a survey of um, 374 teachers and he basically asked them, what are your favorite apps for use in the classroom? Mm-hmm. And he put it all into a word cloud. And uh, I think that's just an inspiring look at, you know, what uh, kind of snapshot of what people are using if they are using iPads in their classroom. And do you know what the number one app was, Mindy? Seesaw. It was Seesaw, yeah. yeah. It was uh, got twice as many votes as the second best one, which was Explain Everything. And hmm. Book Creator was in there too, oh, and Google sure. Classroom, and yep. a lot of Google tools. But if you are curious, I will put a link to that in the show, and you can go check it out. It okay. is a nice snapshot of learning opportunities with the iPad. All right, can I do one more? You absolutely can. Okay, so... Um, I'll just cut last, it out later. Okay, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Um, last week, Gina and I um, used uh, um, Flipgrid to create a compliments board for our GWAA teachers. And um, the reason we did this is because we know how nice it is to get a shout out or a warm fuzzy, as I kept calling it all week. Um, so if you're a Grantwood AA... Uh, teacher, we would love to have you give someone else, an educator of some sort in your building or an administrator, a shout out on our compliments board. If you're not one of our GWAA users, um, you can definitely use this idea. And um, it's kind of a nice little culture builder, I think. And especially right around this time of year when we're um, sharing all the things that we're thankful for, it might be a nice way to kind of send out the um teachers on Thanksgiving break is to give just a short little compliments board on Flipgrid. So just a different way to use it. Yeah, it fits in really well with the theme for the show of being thankful for things. And yeah. it was people sharing other educators that they are thankful for. Yeah, and it's fun. The great things they do. So yeah. we should keep this going all year round. I I'm going to try. I'm going to continue to send it out and see if I can get more people. Keep- you know, everything on Twitter is like fast and furious for the first like day and then after that it kind of you know slips in the cracks so i'm gonna keep sending it out yeah we should add it to like the digital learning update every month as yeah, well and that'd have be people fun. see it on there too yeah it's a good idea 
All right. Um, so before we go, Mindy, it looks like you have a couple of uh, I do. shout-outs. <laughs> like we haven't been doing shout-outs all I episode. Know, right? but so these, however, are Snapchat shout-outs. This is a first. Yes. So um, Jason Everett and JP, and JP, I'm super sorry, I'm going to murder your last name, is Presavento. And um, heard from both of them through Snapchat about um, the podcast and how much they enjoy it. And they followed me because of, I mentioned my following me on Snapchat. We talked about the Snapchat spike last week. Yes, we? last right. Last time we did this. Yes. So you can follow me on Snapchat. It's mcarney10 and uh, just get a little snippets of the day. My day, our day. Great. Did they have yes. anything specific to say? Just that they think just... I'm the best of the two of us. Right. Uh-huh. And that they really enjoy um, so having they... you as my co-host. I mean, they like you, but mm-hmm. they like me the best. These are real people, are these? They? Well, I, you're not on Snapchat, so. No, I wouldn't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a <laughs> shout out to that uh, came, somebody left it on uh, Podbean, which is where we host our podcast. And that was Kim. She said she had the pleasure of meeting Tony Vincent in real life at the Georgia Educational and Technology Conference. And she said he is amazing which he is. Um, our show is amazing too. She loves it. And she says it is helping her get her through her DIY master bathroom remodel. <laughs> Good luck with that, Kim. Yeah, whatever yeah. it takes. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's all we have time for today. As always, we will have links to the show notes at dlgwaea.org forward slash podcast. We will put as many uh, social links as we can for all these people we talked about today and where you can go track them down and uh, learn from them too. If you want to email us, you can email us podcast at gwaea.org or you can find us on social media. Mindy is at Team Carney. I'm Carney 10 at Snapchat. Our team account is at <laughs> DLGWAEA. And I am at Jonathan Wiley on Twitter. Until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. For more information on today's episode, please visit DLGWAEA.org slash podcast. 